0: Now listening to the Table Talk podcast with Dan and Tom. Hello, guys and girls. Welcome back again to the Table Talk podcast. We have had our own, yet again, uh, an international break. But funny enough, there was an international break um, in the period that we were off uh, where England won three out of three wins. Um, Today, we are going to speak about both Bristol clubs, um, Bristol City's uh, slow demise into League One and Bristol Rovers uh, with their poor on a phone but yesterday was quite a significant result with a great escape. We're also going to be talking about Trent, Alexander-Arnold. As I know, he is potentially being excluded out of the team um, for the Euros by Gareth Southgate. I'm also going to be talking about the one and only J-Lings, R-J-Lings, um, absolute clear water player. So i like to bring him in. Um, and here we go. It is the one and only Danesh Carter.
1: Anish, Hello, mate. How are you?
0: How are you? How are you doing more? Like, how, how are you feeling? Have no, you mate. missed? Have you missed? Have you missed the pod? Have you missed doing the missed pod? The, oh,
1: missed the pod more than anything. Have not missed Bristol City after the last. Do week. you know
0: what? I've not missed the pod because I was so glad we haven't come on because the string of results that Rovers were had. I, I don't think we,
1: anyone would have wanted to listen to it, would they? I know I've I've tried to avoid everything to do with <laughs> Bristol City for the last month or so. Um,
0: the thing is, what what my point of view is is because you know. You know, like we've been in lockdown for I don't know how many and we're gradually coming out. And every Saturday or Tuesday, for me personally, you want that bit of like, bit of hope, you know, a bit of, bit of class and a bit of like happiness. Pfft, no, no chance.
1: Yeah. Couldn't have been further away for the last few weeks, it feels like. So we should start with the Rovers this time, I reckon. The, wow. We'll really? Yeah. Go for it. Back on the horse after a dodgy few weeks. It looked oh, like it,
0: you looked like you were oh, done,
1: but a great result yesterday.
0: So, um, really good performance yesterday. I uh, mean, mate, Luke McCoy, This is this is thing I was going to tell um, to you. Have you ever felt affectionate for a lone player, Tammy Abraham? It, I miss you, it, mate. It is. It's one of these things where, like, he's like he's like your own child. you know what I mean? But for me, um, everything that happened with the bleak side of Rovers and the dodgy rest and uh, Mister Joey Barton, a legend himself, um, really going in um, with the infrastructure of the club and um, the players and so right and. Yeah, I think Ipswich was really disappointing to be watching it. Spent ten pound. Um, you've seen the uh, comical defending as it is.
1: Yeah, crimes against defending. That's all I can think. It was
0: it was really poor. What was disappointing though is Ips. Look, I'm, I doubt any Ipswich fans are going to listen. Um, but for me, they were clinical. They scored the two goals, and that was it for that.
1: They did Paul. not
0: threaten at all
1: It's how Paul Cook can be sometimes is that they're good finishing when they get in those positions, but it's how often do they get in there. But, for um, me,
0: like a, a Paul Cook team is you know what you're going to get, don't you well disciplined, um, effective and I'm surprised, you know what I was watching the game, I was like, I was interested to see how long Paul Cook was out of the game. And I, I definitely didn't. I thought he was going to go to Birmingham. I thought it'd be heads on for.
1: I think everyone thought he was going to get a championship job after what he did with Wigan, because it was an incredible yeah. job. I know he's linked with us so often. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see him go back down to League One, but maybe this is almost it's like a championship job in waiting with their takeover, isn't it? Yeah, Ipswich job.
0: Yeah, I think. I think Ipswich now with Paul Cook, there's got to be um, sort of things in place for next season. Yeah, anyway, so with, with Rovers, for example, it was it was a really gritty sort of Rovers-like performance. Um, Joey Barton, uh, after the game, spoke about um, the character and the belief and everything you need. But you know when you're just in and around that area, and I mean, you probably feel the same now, um, you just don't feel like you get any luck. It, it's it's horrendous. It's especially like the Ipswich and like the games there, before. There was that off cycle
1: a couple of weeks ago as well, wasn't there? Uh, in the in midweek that rebel. wasn't it? It's just yeah. you've had one of those runs where yeah, you're not playing well, but the it doesn't feel like the game's particularly helping you out either.
0: The Swindon game was really the turning point. As I was keeping really positive with it. Um, we got so done now. It's, it's it. The thing is, you can talk about it all you want, but it's never going to change anything. That's what these, I sort of realised in football.
1: These things do even out over a season, normally as well. Like you'll have some bad bad ones now, but earlier in the season they'd have been bits first gone your way.
0: Oh yeah, like I'm I'm going to be brutally honest. And last year when Bangana was in, uh, the rest were on our side 100% half the time. There was a, lo- a lot of red cards going. Um, for us and it's complete it's karma it's pure karma but um, I'm glad we have Joey Barton it's like I said it's just down to the wire though I'm not going to say it like Saturday I don't know if you know who we got on Saturday
1: it's, it's a big it's quite a big game is all I know I can't think who it's a bit of a six-pointer
0: so we play Northampton on Saturday Ooh. away I saw they beat Shrewsbury,
1: didn't they? Was it in the week over the weekend? Did they beat Shrewsbury? or Am I getting confused with someone else? They might not have.
0: No, I think I think they drew, but I don't know who they drew to.
1: Either
0: way, they, mass, they found a bit of form massive, there, Anyway, like all bar like a like a side, we played well against Sunderland. And even if Jack Scriven listens, he knows we played well. He didn't even watch it, but we know we played well against Sunderland. I'm sure it's a um, Lee
1: Johnson masterclass, mate, away from home. That's
0: oh, what does. Yeah, well, it probably was, but the defending was comical then. Uh, but, you know what, Barton changed it. What's really impressed me is we have the likes of Pablo Martinez and Zane Walker. So, two youth products who are oh, Pablo Martinez. You should get on those highlights. He's a centre-back, but he's more of a midfielder. And if it's, if this is the quality we're bringing in, ah, uh, it's it's just, it's incredible. Zane Walker's just as good, um, a sort of makeshift winger, uh, and it's just it's just all about uh, fair play to Joey Barton, man. Like it's not just like it's a dogfight, and he's bringing in two like young players, but shows they have got the character and the the belief to be able to stay in this team
1: it probably shows why you need to make i mean obviously you need to stay up but that almost emphasizes how much you need to stay up because you've got young products like that and the difference between league 1 and league 2 football for people like that is going to be huge into their futures well so the, the
0: the argument was it's is we have to luckily i mean we'll speak about your sort of manager and contracts and stuff but for us um, Joey Barton is committed to the club and the only concern I had was, I, yeah, I was totally honest. If we would have lost that game against Doncaster, the only thing I can see is we stay up, but you know either way there's going to be a massive clear-out of some sort. But I, 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 know, I know some players we've got can easily stay in League One. Like the likes of like Luke Leahy, our left-back, our goalkeeper, like yukola yukola is massive, like having our first, first choice keeper back is huge. huge. It is because you know he has a sense of presence, and every keeper uh, does, doesn't
1: they? You need that. It, he that is the if your keeper's not on form, it doesn't matter how the rest of your team play.
0: I mean, the, the likelihood of Yukola though is he's he's seeing a, a, a defense that. He hasn't been across for a long time, and that's how you have to adapt to it. But we still went for like three in a back. And um, yeah, to be, do you know, it was the first time we beat Doncaster. I always knew we'd never beat him. I saw that. It was like one of the first ones. 1987. 1987. Yeah, 1987 that. that just says it all. If we're going to fight back, then that just, that just epitomises it.
1: I think we're once again at that point, though, where you, you look at Rovers' results and you think, it's, that's a good win, but the most important one again is Saturday. It's that six-pointer. You cut it. You need to win the I game. I said. Rams-
0: I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I've said on this podcast all we need is a six-pointer, and I've I've always focused on it has to be a six-pointer. will we'll keep us safe.
1: Before Monday, it was a case of I thought you'd go down purely because everyone else was managing to scrape results and you weren't necessarily. And it's amazing how one game can change your mindset. And obviously you need to follow that up on Saturday, but at the moment I I don't expect Bristol Rovers to be in lead two, and that that hurts me to say.
0: But at the moment, if I was going to put money on it, I see don't think when I'd go right again. when you yeah, but when you say that, I just I I can't even gauge it because I'm I'm very like a football. Well, we're both football men and I'm so game by game like people saying oh yeah you've got a chance oh yeah believe in your team and stuff mean I fully believe in where Rovers are going and but it's fine margins it's, it's, it's so fine.
1: The only issue with game by game and I do think it's a good approach to have when you're in that relegation zone like around that relegation zone the only issue you can see with it is you get to a point where there's not another game after the next one and we're getting to that business end of the, end of the season where...
0: I mean, the, nah, carry you,
1: on. You like, you're getting to that business end of the season where if you drop, if you lose a couple, you're not going to have the next game to then move your focus
0: on to. The key difference for me now is uh, we've had a good week off and then it was Ipswich. And then it was another sort of a day off. And then a day in training. And then suddenly we play Doncaster. And then we've got Northampton like Northampton on Saturday. And it's that long... Well, finally, Joey Barton and the team are getting a bit of a break.
1: Yeah, a it's bit def-
0: of a rest. I think it, it was definitely needed. It is, but you also
1: and you've not had a win for that long and it's such oh, a big it's horrible win. it's horrible you, like you probably you probably want to carry that momentum you probably don't want a week off now you probably wanted to win nah. friday and then you'd come in and win monday because you've got that
0: yeah
1: that momentum with you and whether that week or- I, I don't think it'll have too much of an effect because they're professional footballers they're used to that but it, if you if you have another game in 2 3 days i don't think the players will complain i think they probably want that
0: it's always difficult i i always think it's more difficult with playing away from home, though, with this Rovers team at the moment. But credit to... We, we started off... Uh, the Ipswich game, we started off with, like... Um, I think it was David, um, Tundu in, like, left-back, left-centre-back. It just wasn't working. And then once Leahy went back to his, like, original... We weren't conceding anything, but... that's just That's just mistakes. But it was good that like bought and recognised that. I don't think our previous two managers would have.
1: Did you see he was... Um, I saw it, I don't know how... I don't know there's any actually solid links to it, but I saw it on a few betting sites. He was pretty even, so the Preston job. Did you see that?
0: I did, indeed.
1: I can't see that happening, can you? That doesn't seem like it's going to... Well, no well way, let's though. be
0: honest. If, if someone's in a... If a manager's in a relegation zone in League 1...
1: Yeah, I did.
0: That's I how I'd look at it from my point of view.
1: Because the only way he's not going to be the Rovers manager is a possibility of you getting relegated. And if you get relegated, they're picking a manager out of League Two to manage in the Championship, which is. I don't see it happening at all. I If, if, every, if, if anyone's putting money on that, they need to give their head a wall. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, Rich Shinnok, if you're listening, nah, you wouldn't. Um, <clears throat> No, yeah, and don't get any ideas, Colby. Um, no, I definitely, yeah, I, I think whatever's happened, it's only going to do Joey Barton's manager-like career a world of good, this. Well, if you go down, the blame's not on Barton, is it?
1: The blame's going to be put on Garner, Tisdale on the board for messing about. It's a free and, hit for And him. some of the players. And some of the players, but the main people, mm. people are going to go, is oh, Garner did not have a good start. They should never have appointed Tisdale. Tisdale was the wrong fit. No one's going to even
0: question Barton, I don't think. Uh, It's it's because of the way, like you said to me, he's so intelligent in the way he manages social media. Yeah, he's either got some very good. If he's got an advisor,
1: they deserve a pay rise because he is, even as like a... I'm not even a Rovers fan and you see what he puts on and you're like you know exactly why you're posting what you're posting everything his nan you liked it on Twitter I so saw his <laughs> nan tweeted and I was just like this guy knows exactly what he's doing he got him, he's got him on strings and it's not a bad thing but it's just and with the start he's had very few managers would have the fans loving him like he does
0: he has played it incredibly well yeah very well and even he's very good with the press. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. Um, yeah, he, he knows might exactly have an what he's doing, doesn't he? He knows exactly what he's I, doing,
1: if, even if it's just him. He's just very
0: clever with it. It's a bit. I kind of liken it to a bit like, A bit like Sir Alex Ferguson. Sort of, he can use the. Not necessarily the media, because I know Sir Alex always backed up his players. But Barton uses the media to really get his point across, rather than it's
1: it's amazing there. how many how much you're seeing of what he says out there. And I know it depends who you follow, but like, I don't. The closest person I follow related to Rovers is you. Like that's where I get see most of the stuff on my like social media. But you. The amount of quotes you see him pulled and stuff like that and put on Twitter, he know he knows how to get a message through, and that's probably due to like his standing in the game because of the experiences he's had. He knows exactly what to do there.
0: Totally right. Anyway, um, Northampton on Saturday. We'll move on to um, the red side of Bristol now. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Absolute yeah. turmoil
1: a rocky couple of weeks it was uh, in the international break we signed free agent Danny Simpson from Leicester City which he's on a deal till the end of the season I don't really there's no way that's only till the end of the season he's going to be here next year if Pearson's here it's as simple as that because there's there was eight games to go and he signed six now and we've got two right backs in the squad so that tells you everything you need to need to know on that deal um and then
0: Friday, can I, I, go for? Can, I just, can I just say? So I, I met with um, uh, a coach I used to um, coach with at Thornbury, a and Mad City fan. I know you've, um, there may be, I've never seen him frustrated ever about Bristol City, but this is the first time I've seen him really roll by it. And I'm so surprised because he's usually calm about them. But he he was he was like disgruntled and like I said it was he, he wants a proper rebuild. I <laughs> Well, I
1: I can see where he's coming I think I'm quite calm with it normally. I do I after a game you're reactionary, aren't you? But afterwards I normally take a step back and I can like laugh joke about it. But there was something Pearson said after yesterday's game where he said um, some of the players are lacking that self motivation to perform. That's just, I, that's just crazy though, isn't it? Mate, that's that. I mean, that rubbed me the wrong way properly. Like, because on Friday they wore a shirt with all the season ticket holders' names on it that refused refunds. They wore that on Friday and now they don't have any motivation to go out and perform. I think it's... you got a state... I think 11 players are on contract in the summer. Including... So you've got Simpson, Lansbury, Jeju, Patterson, Vyman... Uh, said, said him already. Mariapa Liam Walsh, l- loads of others. I can't even
0: think of. Oh, was. you got keep. You got keep Liam Walsh.
1: I mean, Liam Walsh. I think we can speak about him because he made a bit of a comeback before Easter and he looked incredible. Like against um, oh, who was it? I think we lost to yeah when we lost to Rotherham. He was probably him and Masenga were the only two like bright sparks.
0: When was the last time he won a game?
1: Oh, we won against
0: (laughs) Birmingham. That's ages ago, though.
1: Is it Birmingham? I think it's probably against Blues, yeah. We've we've lost seven on the bounce at home now, which is a club record. See,
0: this is what I wanted to ask you. Is I, from the outside, I always knew that even when you had fans in the ground, your home form was always poor. Uh, I remember being sat, like probably around here last year,
1: and someone and someone said on Twitter, "I actually think behind closed doors is going to be the best thing to happen to City's former Ashton Gate," because it can. I think most City fans would agree. As soon as something goes wrong, it can be quite a toxic atmosphere. Oh yeah. As soon as there's a mistake, like fans get on someone's back, and I I genuinely thought it would help, and it really hasn't. I think if anything, it's probably got worse, and that's under Holden and Pearson and Johnson it's just it's, it's, I think there's a fear from the players I genuinely think they're playing with that bit of fear of failing like I, w- I mean, you've probably watched it because I know you're a Villa man now but when they went behind at Fulham all those players believed they could win that game when they went 1-0 down and as shown by it ended up being 3-1 after like a quarter of an hour or whatever City as soon as they go behind there's no belief they'll even get a draw out of the game and I don't know what that is. Whether that is motivation.
0: See, this is this is the only thing I'm gonna say. Is with Rovers players, there is no way the players are they're actually fighting. I because think because we went two nil down at, um Ipswich, got a goal, and we we went one 0 down against Doncaster, and that look like I'm I'm not trying to like rub the tree up the wrong way for City, but. I genuinely believe our players have more belief than the other side of Bristol. I do think there's something about
1: probably because your threat of relegation is like it's clear and there to see. There's probably that bit more motivation at this stage of the season but I think Pearson said it himself we're not safe here. We're not at all safe we think we're sat 14th now and about with with decent we probably won't go down this year. I think we're probably oh, no. safe no. safe to say we'll step this year.
0: But, um, but there's always that, there's always that sort of. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's going to say it at some point. Fourteenth, you think? Poof.
1: I think you've got to look at it and you go, "Is this squad better than the Bristol City squad last year?" Probably. I don't think it's any worse. Do you think it's much worse, really? Lost Eliason
0: and lost. Oh, that's 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 the point I want to bring to you. It was on. Uh, the medical staff
1: Hmm.
0: and I saw an article with Joe Williams and apparently
1: yeah there was one in the Athletic and one in the Bristol Post that was that came out a few months ago and that was quite an interesting one when that came out because there was a lot of I think Dean Holden's is at words where they were going to have an internal investigation I think and Mark Ashton was quite clear on the radio that's not what was happening was desperate to make it out that that was not the case, um, but
0: I'd put if a tweet you out. would have had no injuries and Pearson came in, what'd you reckon? Position if we'd had wise. no
1: injuries, Dean Holden wouldn't have got sacked. I would. I'd say that now because yeah, he he didn't have the team he wanted at the start of the season and overachieved with players out of position, and I think when he got those players back, we probably would have only got better. And I do think Holden deserves credit for that. I'm not saying Pearson's done a bad job at all because I think you look at the actual, he's got more players available to him, but it's still a limited numbers of squad. Um, but you look back at the summer and the players we bought in were, so Joe Williams, like we've just said, he's had two big injuries and he's only played twice, I think. Alfie Moulson was a, I think that was, in my opinion, our best signing on loan. I thought that was a really solid sign-in. And he's gone back to Fulham now because of repeated injuries. Ceson Young, he had a big injury, but he's fit now. Brunt, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Brunt in the first place, but his season was finished before Christmas with injuries. You know, everyone, Chris Martin is out till the end of the season pretty much with an injury. You look at everyone we've brought in that's got injured, and it's not just that; it's the it's the reoccurring injuries. It is. It's a really worrying time. Because
0: what, what, what do you think the catalyst has always been, regardless of injuries and stuff, with getting Bristol City into the Premier League?
1: I think it, it needs to happen. Like, you look at that training this, centre. This is,
0: this is a conversation I had um, with uh, the City fan. What was missing with Johnson? Because I heard it was due to he wanted players and he wasn't financially backed.
1: See, I th- I think the thing with Johnson we always said was after we, the, the season with Bobby Reid and the Man United game, when we were like second at Christmas, we fell away and it was kind of like, we kind of all let him off because of that incredible, it was an incredible year to be a fan. It was, and the football was good and we just had a couple of streaks where it fell away. But ever since then, it's always been right. We need a 20 goal season striker. Was every We're with, with 20 goals away. The defence is solid, but we need those 20 goals that Bobby gave us. And I think a phobie was there to do that last year, and obviously injuries stopped that happening. And I think Naki Wells hasn't hit the ground running like anyone expected into um, after that last season at QPR. But this year, we're, we're miles away from the playoffs. There's no, this squad's not even close to the playoffs. Like, and I, I think it's a strong division this year, I will say that. I think Norwich are head and shoulders above everyone else, Watford have found form.
0: Botford are ridiculous as well.
1: Brentford are very good, but Tony's goals are definitely helping that when you've got someone scoring that often. And then the fact you've got Bournemouth in seventh, you've got so many teams fighting for those playoff spots. I don't think it was ever a given City should be one of those teams, but they should be closer than 14th. And it's another season of regression, which I think that'll be probably three years in a row that we've finished lower each year, Maybe. At least lower than last year.
0: A, f- a final point then. What's needed um, for next season for Bristol City? I think Pearson needs to be tied down as soon as possible. I think I think if you lose him, it
1: becomes very scary again that you sit here and go, "This is the man you probably wanted in the summer last year," which I think, judging by a few of the interviews was the case, but he didn't want a job.. Um, You need Pearson tied down. I think you need a bit of a sort through. Because we've got three different managers' teams there, really. Because you've got signings from Johnson, signings from Holden. And it's only one at the moment with Simpson, but there's going to be more under Pearson. I think you need to sort out so many contracts because I think there's so many players that just... Are they good enough? I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a big turnover this summer. And I think they need to do it now before they're forced to by a relegation, really.
0: Indeed, indeed. Right then, we'll we'll move on. Yes. Um. So we will speak about Trent Alexander Arnold. So, uh, yeah, Trent Trent Alexander Arnold wasn't picked for uh, the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, what are your thoughts are on that? Um. See, when you mentioned about Rhys James as well, I bang on. I think you got it right.
1: My issue with it is, I think, I think Trent's the reason he was the best. Everyone thought, everyone thinks, last year he's the best right back in world football. You don't lose that, and what? And I do think this tag about him not being able to defend is kind of just one of these things that's in there. But whether it's actually true or not, I think he can defend.
0: I just think. I mean, probably, anyone can defend in football. It's a I silly think, statement.
1: And it's it, anyone who thinks like a season ago he had. If he got beaten he had Van Dyke and Gomez covering him at the moment he's got Kabak and Phillips. Like that's any right back's gonna look worse defensively. I think you can definitely make an argument that he's got Maguire and Stones behind him who are probably I mean, they're probably as good as Gomez, but not as good as nowhere near Van Dyke, both of them. Um I'd still take I'd take him to every I'd take him to any tournament because that quality of delivery, especially if you're playing just... the Back five, you need just, that quality.
0: I just think, for me, if Trent Alexander Arnold had that freedom to attack, and still had that ability to not necessarily defend, but just to retrieve the ball and recover it, it's a better outcome than if you weren't. But this is this is a, like another debate I had. Was there always? was that talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold moving into midfield. So, would Trent, if he was a midfield, would he have been picked for England in this Euros? Yeah, he would. I I genuinely think he would. Because
1: I think if you look at the midfielders we have at our disposal, we've got great dribblers and great creative players like Grealish, Foden, um, Mount, Madison even.
0: That, li- that little talk at the start of one... What was it,
1: episode? Was it three? Yeah, when we had spoke about him. And to be fair, I'll be honest, my mind's been changed on Foden there. I'll be honest. I said...
0: Because I said, said Mountain and Grealish, and I think I could be bang on there.
1: I think Foden's going to end up going. Just bec- I, I don't know, think I Madison think, will. No, Madison, I think, is going to be That's hard on no. probably does. He's going to be one of these players that retires, and you're going to be like, how did you not get more caps? I think... Um, but that's a different argument. But I think if Trent played in midfield, he offers something completely different as like a brilliant passer of the ball.
0: He's an unbelievable passer. Yeah. And he is a... Oh,
1: and and ten, 10 years ago... free kick specialist. 10 years ago or like something like that, he's never going to have played right back. People would have looked at his skill sets and gone, you're either a winger like Beckham style well, you're going to blend centre midfield like in a skull sort of passing role. It's only because the like role of the fullbacks massively changed, has not it? In the oh, it's in incredible. So I think, but I actually I don't think. do you, do you see how many of Monday Night Football last night where Carragher never I, I didn't.
0: I did not. I I I I watched sort of where where was I? No, I was I was um. After, Fam- family. I didn't. I, I forgot it was on. I, I did have Lingard on my bench in fantasy <laughs> football, which was brilliant, um, which was an absolutely great, great call. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I, I did see Neville did speak about it. But um, Eni Aluku made a good point. Uh, I think it was the game against San Marino was... The, the thing is, Southgate's got a really hard job. But I, he knows he's gonna to have to let down people who are in good form, and that's just the way it is. And f- for me, right, this is the thing I saw an article as well um, was was about Trent. The three right backs I think are going to get picked is Walker for a start will probably start because he's a right back and can play in that right centre back. Trippier's just got legs. I think we're forgetting. I think a lot of people forget the trip here. That this is the guy that
1: um was our player of the tournament two years ago, is playing on a, for a team that's a pro, like well in the La Liga title charge, and is playing
0: a massive role in that team. But isn't isn't Southgate right because it's down to experience? I think if
1: if you were sat there going, our plan is we're using the Euros as a chance to prepare to win Qatar and Trippier's going to be another year older, then you probably go, oh, you know, sod that, we'll have uh, Rhys James, Trent and Wambasaka. But let's be honest, this is basically a home tournament. It's a home final. This is as good a chance to win the trophies you're going to get at the Euros. So you need the players who are great now. And whether you think Trippier is great, but he's shown he can put together that run of form in a tournament before, his defendants only have gonna, have gonna got better playing under Simeone. I know. I, I think I'd take him probably.
0: No, like the only thing, right? I I'm trying to keep it in, but it's it's not even um, related to Trent. I've been back into my career mode, like you've seen yesterday, and um, with with Aston Villa. You're not going to say Matty
1: Cash, are you? You're not.
0: <laughs> oh no. I'm still playing Matty Cash. He's about a 77 at the moment. Um, yeah, it's a good player. He's, a good player. Him, but he's not really well, that, that, that team in real life. That team in real life are better than what they are on FIFA. Um, anyway, right? <laughs> How ridiculous is FIFA and their prices because it's awful, right? Andy Robertson, right? I was just going on it like 90 million, something like that. Yeah, 98 yeah. million, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, the funniest one, the funniest one. I was just, I was in the January like window. I was just doing my own thing, sorting my team out. Anyway, right, Jordan Henderson. Yeah,
1: right, he's like 70, up. 60, 70. What is that about? He's a, he's another one to talk about with England quickly. Obviously, he's injured at the moment. Jordan Henderson. Um,
0: oh, he's a plum, mate. There's no he's way you've got take
1: you need. him, yeah? He's no way. No. He plays every game for me if he's fit. I think.
0: Yeah, you've got a hot. If he's in that holding midfield, it's he's got to be picked over Rice, I'd, I'd I'd like to see them both. I know people
1: don't like the two defensive midfielders, but I think there's another thing Carragher and Neville said: we're not Spain. We're not going to dominate the ball. You need people who, when they get the ball, are going to retain it, and that's what they'll do: is they'll keep hold of the we ball. We
0: need we need to play the England way, our yeah, best whatever. way is direct and we've probably got one of the best strikers in the world going into current form into the tournament and if that doesn't give you self-belief then there's one other than there's one other area Neville and Carragher had a big debate
1: about and that is up there with Kane um, how do you go are we saying let's say we're playing a 4-3-3 which who are you having next to Kane for you
0: Um, Rashford and Sterling
1: Oh oh, gone with the Neville. you' gone with Neville's way are, are we uh, this is playing Devil's advocate. Are we all not being a bit sleeping on a Sancho a bit? Do you not know think? The guy's absolutely flying in Dortmund. He's getting goals and assists For fun.
0: I totally agree with where you're coming from, but for me, the only way we are going to win more games compared to the last World Cup it's having more of an impact off the
1: bench. Oh, again, devil's advocate. Rashford, rapid, off the bench, running at a tired full-back. That terrifies me more than Sancho off the bench, personally. And I, I think I think this is a bit of the Premier League bias coming through because we've got a guy here who is is—he's scoring goals so fun. He's playing football in an incredible way. With a striker who kind of plays in a similar way to Kane, is it fair to say, in that sort of genuine... Finisher in Haaland
0: Look, look I, might be, I may be biased But I'm such a big fan Of Rashford and yeah, I think we,
1: we differ there I'm not I'm not sold on him still
0: I'm big on Rashford Only because I I, I can kind of gather The way his movement is And He's only going up um,
1: Yeah I agree I just think
0: I just think Look if, if you If you go back to that game Against Spain away And we beat him three now That's That's the that's the um, that line. Yeah. That's that line. Um, but like like I said, I'm showing you it was always you showed the attacking side of an England team or a defensive side. Whereas you could play I don't know a, a three four three with the likes of Maguire. I think it was Stones and Mings. You put like um, Chilwell and Trippier or Shaw. Even you go holding with like Henderson and Rice. And then, yeah, do you play like Mount and stuff like that? I I think Gareth Southgate preparation is definitely a lot different because you have to play tournament football. And I don't think England teams have done it in the past as well, except for 2018. Even though people say it was easier teams, that's not the case.
1: You can only beat who's put in front of you as well, let's be honest. Were we lucky with the draw we got? Yeah, and people would go, oh yeah, but we were torn apart in Bel- by Belgium twice, and it's like, one of them was the game where we ideally we weren't that bothered about winning the group, and we basically put our second team, and then the yeah. other ones in the third place playoff, which is a game of football, literally nobody in the world cares about. Nobody could give less of a monkeys. The only thing I saw on Twitter, one of my lecturers actually said this. I'm going to give him a shout out. Uh, he said, "Why do we take three keepers to every tournament?" And this what is a point. I don't understand it at all. I saw it and I kind of it made me genuinely stop. And I was just like, "That's a really good point," because there's a, You can get you can get injury replacements in tournaments. So
0: mm.
1: yeah, it'd be a great experience for um, I don't know, let's say Dean Henderson or Sam Johnston or Dan Bentley that are <laughs> <laughs> to go um to go sit on the bench in with an England team. But is it is it going to help them? Does it need to be done?
0: The only thing I saw with Nick Pope... Nick Pope's got a mass start, by the way. Have you heard his start for England?
1: Oh, six clean sheets in the first six games, that
0: one. No, I think yeah. he's won six games. Yeah. I think he's kept clean
1: sheets in all of them as well.
0: I'd prefer Pickford, though. Yeah, I think Pickford this Ball playing. Is... Ball playing.
1: And you can tell he's doing well Keeper. because everyone's been quiet about him and he only ever gets press coverage when he's making mistakes. And this season, everyone's been pretty quiet on him other than the Van Dyke stuff. So, I, yeah, anyway, I'd probably stick with Pitford. He's never let England down.
0: I think he's great. He's a great ball player. One man for um,
1: me... To has, one man for me, though, who has to be on the plane at the moment on current form. I know you want to talk about him. Jesse Lingard. Oh. Boise's boys are flying as per...
0: They're incredible.
1: Does he get in your Euros team?
0: Like Do West Ham... I know we spoke about West Ham, but are they going to get top four at this rate? I, I mean, it's down to Liverpool and Chelsea, isn't it
1: now? I think it depends how they turn their form around.
0: Honestly. West Ham aren't going to drop he, many points. No. Jay links. Um, yeah, as I said, his lone move from United. Just incredible i got no words, no words for it. I I was fortunate to not see the highlights um, yesterday. Oh, oh, Tom, you missed the And then I watched, I watched YouTube and, and oh. If Incredible. You, if any young player watched that game, I'm actually going to say it to the lads who I coach tomorrow. I said, did you watch Lingard against Wolves? Because that was a heck of an individual performance there.
1: He's just, he, it's that head-up, driving, power, it's everything about him. and I think, I think he's
0: more happier to play football
1: now. I, admit, I think he's always been like, he's never struck me as someone who's like, every time he played for United, no matter whether he was in or out of the team, he like, whether he was playing well or not, he just looked like he was enjoying playing football. And I think that yeah. consistency that Moisey's given him is just, it's huge for him. Before we go on to talk about like, him at West Ham and whether he stays beyond the summer, do you take him to the Euros, do you think, or not?
0: That's tough.
1: I, I think the issue he's going to have... I mean, I, I think you've got to pick on form for me. That's exactly the only way you can do it. And on form, he has to go. Um, but then but, you've
0: got the likes of Jackie Grealish.
1: Jackie and Saka was the other one I was going to mention. Because... Mm someone like Saka is it probably going to actually have more of an impact on his international career if you take him to a World Cup uh, Euros probably I don't know
0: I, look if, if form is what form is I would take Jesse Lingard in a heartbeat but you don't know it was interesting when the qualifiers were on Southgate already knew what his first 11 was
1: yeah the fact is that is that Is that is that nine game's the fact they he basically played, like, the same team, wasn't it? Three games in a row, almost. I think you're at a point where...
0: Surely Mount's got he... to play. I the mean, I, I saw... Speaking Chelsea I, I, out. I saw a thing about, I think... I don't know who it was, um, speaking about... I think it was Roy Keane, of all people, saying that Mount doesn't have pressure.
1: See, I think that's... I do think... I wouldn't want to dis- I wouldn't tell Roy Keane I disagreed with him, but I think he's probably, out of all of them, he's under the most pressure. If you see what Chelsea yeah. fans are saying about him on social media, they, a lot of them really don't rate him, and I don't understand it.
0: That's silly. That's silly.
1: Like, Gre- That's be honest, silly. Grealish at Villa has freedom of the city. He could do whatever he wants, and they're going to love him. Foden is the wonder kid at Man City. Everyone loves Foden. Madison... Again, probably similar Leicester where everyone likes him. Mount's the one where it's like, is he worth his place in the team? Should we be playing Havert? Should we be playing Pulisic? And he's the one under most pressure. For some reason, everyone thinks Southgate and Lampard are just obsessed with him for no reason. I mean, say what you want about them Us. both as managers. But if two if two people who have played at that level both think he's good enough, guess what? He's probably good enough.
0: Us. That's such a poor statement. I can't... I, look, I can't, I can't fathom that. I mean, every time I've seen him play now, he... He carries that team.
1: He carries yeah, that he Chelsea does. Team.
0: And the fact, like, like, I think what I was trying to say is there's no problem in him bringing him to a World Cup because he just delivers. He's li- he literally could quit his job as a footballer and become a postman. <laughs> Thing. I, I can't I can't say
1: I've ever Mate, I, I'm trying to get in now I've never seen him play badly I've never seen him have I got have, you like, there yeah, you have <laughs> I've never seen him have a disaster like, at all I'd have him play I mean Whether you play him is another thing, isn't it? But I'd take him to everything But back on to We've gone off course again here With Lingard Does Do West Ham sign him permanently? Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah,
0: spot on of course they do. Look, I saw a thing saying, like you said to me, um, he's not, not like he's not good enough for, you, for United, but United are in a different direction. Um, J, Jesse Lingard needs to play regularly all the time, like you've seen for West Ham. So for me, it will only do Jesse Lingard good, and it shows that he's at an age now in his career where he needs to play, and he can show... Uh, he can deliver at the same level.
1: Yeah, massively. I think you're probably talking 20, 25 million, do you reckon? If you want to...
0: I don't think United will sell him on a cheap. Like, no. this, is t- this is my only... And I wouldn't be surprised if United be cheeky and try and get Rice as part of a deal or something like that
1: yeah I think that when you look at it with the with the glazes how they are they they're gonna if if the money's on offer they're gonna take it yeah. and i i mean there's been rumors once again that Pulper's decided he wants out of United as there is every two months he needs to make of, his mind up well his contract's up at the end of next year as well, so that's gonna be a free if he doesn't go in the summer, you'd have to assume. I think if you can get 20, 30 million pounds for Jesse Lingard, you have to take that because you're gonna to have to re- Whoa, not replace him, at, but you're gonna to have to replace someone at some point.
0: You look at United and they've got. I, I'm surprised he didn't do it in January, but Oli's got a lot of if he's staying, a lot of shipping out to do because I've heard the Hairs of obviously.
1: That's a odd. I, that's I mean, silly.
0: That's silly as well. That's very silly. Might as well sell uh, Romero as well.
1: I I mean, I like Kenderson. I, I do like him, but this is...
0: He's not De Gea.
1: When Gary Neville put on the topic of Monday Night Football last night, he said he should be um, England's number one. Then I'm like, the lads... He's not played for like six months of the season. Crazy. I don't know. I, I He's a good keeper, isn't he? But I don't think he's there yet. I think...
0: He's, he's definitely not. And fair play to him because it shows his character and his self-belief of wanting to get to that level. And maybe his honest conversations with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made him think. And to be honest, it is probably a right step in the direction for United. Not yet, um, though.
1: Not for me yet. I mean, because I mean, I don't know when the hair's contract's up, but you he on something like we're near, talking near three fifty grand a week. No, oh, one's, gonna, no one's gonna, no to buy it. A new no, new, new big clubs in Europe now I need to keep a keeper.
0: I'll tell oh, you my... what, though, if, if he does leave. And uh, ghost, yeah, elsewhere. I see, I could see him going back to his usual form,
1: yeah. I think he probably will, but so he doesn't get Real was obviously the old destination, wasn't it? He doesn't go there with Courtois there. Atletico got odd black, so he doesn't go there.
0: He'll go to uh, there's nowhere, oh, is there? PSG, maybe Arsenal.
1: Yeah, they can afford three fifty grand a week. Come off it,
0: absolute joke. Oh, you never know. Absolute
1: joke. All right, should we wrap it up there? That's a good little debate there. Nice.
0: Very well indeed. So,
1: Rovers have who on Saturday? We have
0: uh, Northampton, and then if we go far forward, we have Portsmouth, which will be a tough game.
1: Yeah, Portsmouth will be flying,
0: aren't they? At the um, Cowleys City, then. Yeah,
1: the uh, City have, I'm just checking now because I've lost all interest, absolutely, in the <laughs> football season. Um, It's gone. Nottingham Forest on Saturday and then another Ooh. week off. Another week off after that till Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, tough game. Horrible games. That was Wednesday. Can we give a shout out to Wednesday, by the way? What a result that was yesterday. 5-0.
0: I'm great, great bloke.
1: Right, lovely guy. Anyway. We would like him to keep him up, but we'll wrap it up there.
0: Yeah, so keep plugging away, Dan.
1: Yeah, Table Talk podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're trying to grow Twitter, so please drop us a follow if you don't already. Um, we're hoping to maybe over the summer for the Euros expand our content. So if any ideas you have, let us know. Um,
0: we have, yeah. we are, we are going to be planning something in the works, I think.
1: Yeah, go Euro, something.
0: Euros will be a great opportunity. There was a certain individual called Joseph Court said about merchandise.
1: Merchandise. <laughs> 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 so if he's paying for
0: it. Be my guess. Right then, have a lovely week, everyone. and We'll see you later.